0: But with the uh, roadmap and uh, the good news for many people that gyms are going to be back up again, um, are you looking forward to being able to go back into a healthier routine now things will be open?
1: I think so, yeah. I mean, I don't currently own a gym membership, but I'd like the option to,
0: uh, you know. Having been inside for so long, do you reckon you're more keen now to then sign up to the gym?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think before... Especially, like, last lockdown, I don't think I had that whole, like, urge to start, like, a... I don't know, like, the Chloe Ting workout. Like, <laughs> I was pretty happy with us playing badminton every day. And that yeah. was, like, a good source of activity. Yeah.
2: I I think we, I did a fair amount, like, when it was summer. Cause we, yeah, we, used we to were outside the garden. And, like, it was, like, really nice. Um, You know, we'd wake up, we'd go out in the garden and do workouts. God, that feels like, a lifetime Yeah, anymore.
0: but again, I think we were... Relativ- I think people were active at the start because a lot of people who found themselves very busy with the normal course of life. but like, oh, okay, I could actually, I actually take this time to get back into shape or try to be healthier. Um, so I'm just wondering, how has your routine, whatever routine you had changed because of lockdown? So you said you weren't going to the gym, but what would you normally do that was quite active?
1: I mean, I can't lie, since starting uni, I've been the least active I've ever been because before, you know, at school, I was like quite sporty and I'd, you know, do tennis and like other stuff. But since then, I've just kind of like not done any sports and also i had this idea that i didn't like the gym because it was kind of like monotonous and mm. i, I prefer doing sports but like coming back to uni this year we have like a set of tennis courts like near us and that's been really nice like playing tennis every morning And then we also have like our sports centre and quite a few of my housemates like badminton. So we go in like a fairly decent size of us, like four or five of us. And we used to do a lot of that, obviously, before the second lockdown. Like Mm. that was kind of a routine. Um, But it's just been so like chop and change as to like what you can do and then what you can't do. And I feel like in terms of keeping a consistent routine, it's almost impossible unless you have all of the facilities at home. You know if i had a tennis court at home it would be no issue but like when the courts are locked up then there's not much you can do to like keep active in that way
0: but it's not even just about tennis courts i think we're quite lucky that and obviously quite privileged that we have a garden and that we can actually play things outside and have a run around but obviously a lot of people living in you know one bed flats they haven't got the chance to actually exercise in the way that they'd like to do
2: i just don't like on a completely different note i just don't get how people like work and and like fit in stuff like since like working I just like I'm like I just all I think about when I've done working is Mm. is relaxing so Mm. I think I'd yeah I I, maybe if it was like the idea I think of mixing home and like working out is like really like jarring I think whereas the idea of having somewhere separate whether it be like a tennis court or like badminton or something like very separate from like it's the same thing as like you know how people say like you shouldn't like work in bed or like try and avoid even working in your room altogether because like that separation is so key and I think I found that with like exercise that when I think of coming home after work I think of relaxing like I don't want to put like a mat out and get
1: the weights out yeah. yeah and with the
2: thing with the gym is that you don't have to do anything like that like it's all there for you just rock up in your like Clothes, and I think that aspect of like setting things up, moving things away, and like you say, we're lucky that we've been in spaces where there's still space to do that. Mm.
0: um
2: I can't imagine for people who are like, like, you know, like people who live like this is why I could never live in like a tiny home where you have to like be very like economical with your space. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> I'd love it for like yeah, a bit, yeah. and then
2: I'd be like
1: i don't
0: know no so true because yeah
1: i'm just on the tiny home thing mm. i'd love it if everyone else lived in a tiny home and you lived in a tiny home complex yeah that would be in, amazing because then you could go into each others tiny homes and like obviously i'm assuming there'll be like other facilities like yeah there'll be like a common room to yeah like free. group hall you know yeah community hall. be sick That'd where, be so where good. you can pre did you say yeah <laughs> what are you doing just having a chat having a book club yeah just having a chilled one in my tiny house you wouldn't be be able to pre in your tiny house yeah you would you know the ones that have two floors i could get a floor that's overlooking the ground floor and then half a circle on the ground floor half a second on the top floor you wouldn't be able to many people 10 people i I don't have many friends so
0: So, do you think that pre-lockdown you were living a healthy lifestyle
2: definitely not no definitely not I, I don't really know many people who are like genuinely who are like keeping stuff balanced like like the idea of like exercising for how, how much for exercise meant do a week isn't it 30 minutes a day? Yeah, I think like, it's 30 minutes a day.
0: But that includes walking. I think it's five
2: times a week, 30 minutes a day.
0: Yeah, I think that's I don't what I know anyone who's
2: doing that. Like, apart from, like, oh,
1: I have friends, no, to be fair, I have friends who are, like, really good with that. And it's hard because it, you have to look at it as, like, holistic health. Not just exercising, but also, like, healthy eating. And then when you factor in, like, mindfulness, it's like, who has the motivation to do all of them plus your, like, usual life and everything else? Like, but like you were saying, it's not necessarily much. just motivation
0: either. It's just time. Like, if you're working full time, it's you know you you don't want to be thinking about other productive things to be doing and obviously exercise and taking the time to instead of you know getting deliveroo to actually cook a healthy meal um invest a lot of time um
2: and because realistically like that's what as well obviously as good exercise is for both your physical health and mental health like staying healthy i think a lot of it is about what you put in your body rather than like what you do with your body but like meal planning and like th- stuff like that and making sure you know how many people actually have their five a day well actually it's meant to be seven now isn't it yeah, and men- yeah. five five vegetables two fruit i don't think like anyone
0: that. does really no um
2: like a lot of people be like oh i have like five fruit but like that's not good for you having five fruits a day is it because of the sugar content yeah right? you should you should like try and even like then it's like five vegetables but they shouldn't be carrots it should be like greens and
0: mm. it should be a varied mix of veg rather yeah. than, like one type
2: and like Unless you're getting that in your lunch because no one's not that many people are actually who has the t- that's something like who has the time to make like cook breakfast
1: and stuff before mm. work yeah even like a uni lifestyle like. In first year, I must have been averaging like two meals at most a day. And it's, it's really bad. bad And when you factor in all the drinking and waking up hungover and then feeling like, oh, I'm too nauseous to eat now. And then it gets to five o'clock and you're like, oh, shit, I should probably eat something. And then you look in your fridge and it's like, oh, I can't it's be just... bothered to like make anything. Yeah, it's, it's just that complete lack of like motivation to take care of yourself in any way.
2: Then I feel like last year when sort of like the beginning of masters and stuff like where I was so busy I was really good at sticking to a timetable like I think the problem with lockdown is it suddenly was like oh look like this is what life is like without um structure and it was I think like I think you know now recently in the last like few months I've managed to get back to it but it's so and I'm sure for so many other people it threw such like a spanner in the works put Mm -hmm. everyone such like out of kilter that then going back to doing those things every day is it's difficult. It's like it's slow slur- yeah, like you were saying like with PE, like it only takes like how long to like stop working out to
1: then Oh, I think it's like so it's um three times however long you spend not exercising, that would take you to get back to where you were. That's crazy. So if you stopped exercising for one week, it would take you three weeks to get to where you last were. And then Mm. when you put it into like big numbers, like seven months. Months, yeah. Then you're looking at quite a crazy amount. Yeah. And that's really demotivating in itself. Like Even knowing that is demotivating. I know I'd be like, there's no point then. You know, I'll just stop. (laughs)
0: Like...
2: I guess it's having to try and make like, exercise enjoyable, I guess. Like, I forgot how much I like walking. Like walking yeah, yeah. Is something really good.
0: We went for a walk uh, in Nonsuch Park uh, last weekend and it was the first time both of us had gone like, a long walk, like an hour. And obviously in the weekends, we've got time of busy in the week. Um, it, it was just really nice to be out in fresh air, yeah. to also see other people, which was a bit weird. Um,
2: but then I guess, like, you know, if you are, like, I, I can imagine, like, if you're exhausted, and you, you know, work, or those with children, or working and children, like, the last thing you want to then do is, like, if you've got any time to yourself, you, you like, your first reaction is to rest, but actually... Yeah. I think you enjoy the rest time more if you just, like... I sound very preachy. Like, go and do a bit of exercise No, but those. it's good. But I think
0: it's, it's, it's something that people need to do, really. But it's yeah. such a
2: huge mountain to get... Or at least I, I, I feel like such a huge mountain just to get out. Once mm. like, I get out, it's fine. It's just that, like, fighting in town. Like,
1: oh, do you really want to do that? Like, <laughs> but even if it's not an hour walk, you know, if you've got... If you live somewhere that's near, like, some shops, and you're like, mm, I don't need that food, but I could maybe pop out for five minutes, have a walk kind mm. of like spend that time for yourself or even with like you know phone a friend and be like hey do you want to come on a socially distance walk with me for five minutes like it's better than nothing I guess like yeah. even just getting out of the house is the main thing
0: but even stuff like that at uni do you reckon that let's say you didn't have the time to play a sport but you even think stuff like just going for a walk but then maybe at university you are actually moving around town quite a bit and in terms of you being active even though you might not be in terms of eating healthily or obviously drinking too much but in terms of how much you're moving you're probably moving more than if you were working in a full-time job yeah yeah,
2: and also you have to think uh, I guess like pairing it with alcohol like that's what made I feel like alcohol and drinking over lockdown really unattractive was the fact like not being able to like dance it off Yeah. yeah and like that's so like true. like you feel really like if you're just drinking and then like sitting down like you just feel like sleepy and then you've got an even worse hang because you haven't like worked any of it
1: off. yeah you yeah, haven't like sobered up by the end of the night you're just kind of sitting there with all the yeah on your system completely i remember like at the start of lockdown i was just like this is exactly the break i need from alcohol like i'd gone about i don't know like six seven months of just like Drinking three, four times a week and just feeling so lethargic after it. Legend for the lockdown, it was so nice, like just having like one drink when it was sunny and like not feeling and not going clubbing either. I feel like that was just such a tiring thing to do so repetitively. Like now, I think obviously I'd, I'd love for clubs to be open, but and I know I wouldn't overdo it. But it'd be nice to just go yeah. for a few nights yeah. and do it in moderation, kind of thing, not just excessively because you can.
0: Mm.
2: And I think, to be fair, for a lot of people who I guess like aren't uni students or like aren't in like their undergrad, for example. I, I know for I did the opposite I was like I hadn't been drinking for ages because I had like masters and was working all the time so then when lo- the first on lockdown happened I went the other way and was like I'm going to drink all hours of the day and like it was and so do. and every yeah and it was so fun for like the first two weeks but then it really catches up on you because like at least when you're drinking with time at uni, you're seeing different people you're doing that. Mm. like the four walls of your house suddenly become like oh just like it was yeah and then the, you just feel like worse so you're like I'm gonna drink Drink more and then it's yeah. Um, I think the best decision was to like stop drinking. Um, god, make it sound like I, don't, <laughs> I didn't have a
0: problem, Did but you like, really,
2: like sober months or I think, well, yeah, I you haven't done dry
0: January a few times, you? no,
2: as in like in my history, oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, d- like, exactly
1: I haven't point drank in lockdown since, like, like that you were like, I'm just gonna be sober for a bit, or was that kind of do like exams? Like,
2: um, I think, yeah, exams kind of came. But I think, yeah, I think like just, I this last lockdown I was very much like, um, I'm not going to drink for this lockdown.
0: I barely haven't drunk this lockdown, honestly. Like, yeah,
2: drank
1: last year, mate.
0: Not really. Again, um, <laughs> yeah, I was clubbing's a clubbing's a really interesting example because um, I never had a Fitbit during my time at uni, but I reckon if I count my steps while you're on a night out or even if, on a bar crawl or yeah, if sure. you're just Flex- preying yeah. and going, <laughs> yeah, I mean, sponsored, yeah. sponsored by Fitbit. I'm not sponsored. No. Um, we wish. We wish. Um, but yeah, <laughs> e- I, re- I reckon... I was good. really
1: cringe. Is it Apple Fitbit? No. Whoa, no, 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 no. That's it. Fitbit is Fitbit. Yeah. Fitbit, uh, if you're listening, anyone.
2: <laughs> yeah, to our... <laughs> our 10 listeners, aren't we? Yeah, uh, you can Don't send it. Don't say that. We've
0: got, we've got decent streaming figures um, We've got 10 figures subscribers. Now. Yeah. No, we have, we have 14 followers.
1: I'm, I'm one okay. of them I'm guessing you're one of them I'm one, one, you're of, one, of, them. one of them yeah alright so we've got 11
0: <laughs> followers um, but, but
1: anyways any uh, brand deals, send it to our peer box anyway
0: yeah we'll, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, we'll box <bark. laughs> <laughs> like art attack oh, um, is that not
1: what people use? Yeah. So I'm not a lot that's box. what drug dealers it's use good. there we go
0: is that from your work that you worked out? Not from your own, obviously. Yeah, I
1: don't, um, yeah,
2: no. Um, well, yeah, also, it makes sense, isn't it, to have a PO box, not getting stuff sent to the house.
0: Back to health. um <laughs> talk what? about clubbing. Talk about clubbing, so, but from that, from the conversation we just had about working out and the motivation, I probably, in the first lockdown, started to go like, oh, I'm gonna try taking, like, working out seriously. Obviously, we went to the gym when things were back to normal in September of last year. Um, But I I watched a few videos about, like, yeah, trying to get motivated because it is difficult, like, especially if you're not someone who has, like, a clear goal and you're not trying to become a a bodybuilder or that kind of stuff. Like, I was like, how do you get into a mindset where you want to or you just feel like, yeah, I'll just do every day to the point it becomes kind of automatic. There's a video I watched with this, uh, I think he's an MMA fighter. I think his name is Firas Zahabi. And he basically said he talked about this idea of uh, consistency versus intensity. So... If you work out ten minutes a day or like five minutes a day and but you make sure that you you do that little bit every day over a period of a year, two years, three years, you're going to by sheer volume have exercise more than someone who does it three times a week. Even if they're going like hard like 45 minutes taxing themselves in the gym. So that's the what I've tried to do, like even if I'm doing something like a five minute or ten minute ab workout, I'll rather do that than not do it. Mm. But then again, it's difficult because I'm, I have a decent amount of time at the moment. And I can imagine that if I was working full time and coming home, I might just be shattered. And that might be the last thing on my mind to even want to do. Um, but I do think that workplaces and employers could definitely do more to encourage their employees to actually do exercise. I know some places have like in-house gyms and things yeah. like that, but... Why isn't there like an encouragement for people like during lunch breaks? So, hey like, hi guys, you have got an hour or forty-five minutes. Let's just do a quick spin or go because, to the gym for a bit. Or... Like
2: that's yeah, that's fair enough. If you live and work in like a huge corporation that can yeah. afford, afford that, like it's a small an- business. Yeah, like, I wouldn't even of say course, small, yeah, yeah. Like, most like medium-sized businesses, like like no one gets no a lunch hour is a lie. Is an absolute myth. Mm. Um And particularly if you're like starting out at somewhere, like you feel like you're especially right now. Actually, like I know like. Um, you're eating at your desk like everyone else is working mm. through their lunch so you feel like you need to work for your lunch so you're, you're not going to go for like a walk because you know it's, you don't want to like you, especially if you're Sally a, over there is going to look at
1: you and be like selfish <laughs> also, yeah
2: no like not that like that's on the bad side but on like on the less like sort of on, on a more altruistic side is that you know you can see everyone else putting in a lot of work and actually if you're in, a, in an industry that's helping people for example you don't want to be the person that's like not of putting course.
0: your all in. And I, I, why is I completely that thing, appreciate it.
1: Why is it a thing where when. Capitalism. Literally, it all stems back to capitalism. I was to talking to my friends about this and like, because I'm doing this bit in my module about how just capitalism and like um, working habits and that kind of thing. But why is it that we are expected to give 110%? to our job and it's this idea of like why is our job now our life you know you have to work to live if you can't if you don't work then you don't have the chance of doing Mm. the things that you actually want to do outside of your work it's such a warped system and even that like you taking 10 minutes out of your day for yourself probably would help your own productivity Mm. but instead people are just taught like you should be constantly working you should be constantly putting effort in and you should be constantly like building up this like team goal or whatever and it's just so counterproductive in the end. Uh, yeah, there's like
2: a lot of things at the moment like particularly, like TikTok and stuff. Like firstly, it's this idea of like if you see a job that is advertised as like family culture is like really bad because it's like, well, you're not a family, you're work. And like the idea of like, um, oh, well, you wouldn't let your family down is like, mm. it's really um, toxic in like the workplace. And so it's like something you should avoid if you see that. Um And then the other thing is like a lot of people said like, minimum wage minimum effort like you're gonna pay me like £7.50 an hour I'll work like £7.50 an hour Uh, and like some people will be like well no like that's not the attitude you should take and like you should be working as hard as you want uh, as hard as everyone else but it's like well I guess you you know it's putting a value on your own time um Mm -hmm. but yeah I guess it depends on what you do like if you're working for a small business and that's all they can afford to pay you and it's, it's easy to, to be like, well, actually, I don't mind taking that
1: hit. Yeah. But even for a big corporation, it the, the minimum wage, minimum effort is so like so mad, because when I was working at Costa, there was like me and this other, my co-worker, and he put in literally probably less than minimal effort.
0: He was a nightmare from literally what he told Literally such him.
1: a nightmare, would barely do anything, would shirk all of his responsibilities. And here's me putting my heart and soul into cleaning toilets and we were getting paid the same in fact i think he was getting paid more than me because he was older and i was just like did they not have a cleaner no is clean everything <laughs> oh, god um, yeah so there was one point i was like and my manager always used to say you know you those toilets are like sparkling like you did such a good job and i was thinking well that's great but w- what is uh, my actual contribution
2: oh well, yeah you know, like w- what are you I'm gaining out from this yeah. you know
1: i'm it's great i take pride in like my work whatever the work is but like in terms of actual material benefits there was none for working harder in that instance I guess the sort of like boomer answer to
2: that would be like well that's very expectant like you shouldn't be like doing stuff or like you know it being expected to that you know the whole graph thing and then I guess the counter argument to that is that well you you were brought up in a time where Like, what you put in, you got equal out, whereas we are in a really struggling job market where what we put in is never going to be what we put out, and particularly with, like, any inequality. Um, And, like, uh, my my friend the other day was uh, applying for a... Uh, paralegal position and they were like, Oh, you haven't got that much paralegal experience. she's had like a year. Um but anyway they're like, but so what we'll do is for the first six months, um you'll do a training um programme, you'll pay uh one thousand two hundred and then after that, um we'll re you for the job. And I'm like, that's that is a that is a scam. Yeah. yeah. A scam. Would she be that, getting
1: paid at all? No,
2: she'd be paying them to train well, her.
0: There's loads of things like that now. Yeah in terms of our generation as well, we're Yeah, obviously our parents are more likely to have had an internship that was paid and I think that ties into what you were saying about uh, attitudes towards work or specifically grafting. Um, I think obviously overall it's good to have an attitude where you are determined to work hard even in Costa where the money you were being paid clearly did not reflect <laughs> the effort you were putting in. Yeah. And I think I think having that attitude will put you in good stead for the rest of your life. It's like if you can outwork anyone in a job, you're more likely to impress opportunities. But then obviously for people who are working a job and that is their livelihood, to be able to you know, to invest that much time and effort into it and not get that back is, is, mm. is criminal.
1: But I do agree in terms of like a lot of unpaid internships, you are there for the experience. And I guess experience is a very valuable thing when it comes to future prospects. So it's just kind of like balancing up whether, okay, in the short term, maybe, you know, this isn't ideal in terms of not getting paid. But in the long term, if it's going to give you the experience you need for your dream job, which is probably not a mm. great term, but like a job that you'd want, then maybe it's kind of worthwhile.
0: Yeah, obviously we talked about corporate culture and that's why I was trying to talk about in terms of, I understand in certain industries, it's kind of unfeasible to ask people to um, be active, you know, during the course of their day. But for big companies who are now starting to publicly state their desire to make sure that employees are healthy, are, you know, in terms of their mental health and physical health, that they are, they're trying to create a workplace that's conducive to sustainable employees. Then they have to put more effort in, surely. Yeah, but
1: I don't think that would be achieved through, for example, having more fitness classes inbuilt into your working culture or having the access to that. Why not? I think ultimately. A four-day working week and allowing people yeah. to have the rest they need, because lots of people need rest in different ways. Like so one person might really find the gym as like a good source of like mental release, and another person might find sitting exactly, at home yeah. reading a book as like your source of like.
0: I agree. With you that.
2: know, but rest. what what industries would would be able to encourage that? That are big industry, like well, maybe not industries, but companies. Like, I'm not trying to out any companies, but do you know I me? Mean? Like, I don't, I can't think where that would be feasible. Realistically, all we're thinking about is office jobs, but...
0: No, of course, obviously... Yeah, if what you're, about if you're, like, yeah, retail? This the, and this is why I was trying to qualify and say, obviously, I understand that certain industries, it's not practicable to do that. But I'm saying, but I, I don't... But those places aren't placing an emphasis on saying we are looking after the mental well-being and physical health well-being of our employees. Whereas, for example, law firms, big companies are saying that now. They're incorporating that within their culture. So to because say got that... The money in they've to do that. Yes, but they're still not doing it.
1: But even, you know, big corporations that, for example, in retail, probably do have the money to invest in their employees, mm-hmm. it's just whether they think it's worthwhile. It's an attitude, but Also, if, yeah. is it realistic to be like,
2: like, that's... Why not? Because retail will never have enough staff that you can say, you five staff go for a walk right now, like, yeah. for an hour walk, or for 20, even 20 minutes. Like, there's no turnover is quite big isn't it well, it's not it's not a turnover it's just like you obviously you always have to have people on the shop floor so what are you going to do have like higher sorry have too many people on shift so that enough people are covering when there's breaks like no and like so all you're going to be able to do is be like send one person at a time and then that's a lot stranger do you know what i mean like that's that aspect of being like you go for a walk now by yourself or like you go to the gym now by yourself is, is strange so you, it's not it's it's not realistic uh, uh, perhaps smaller changes like for example standing desks or yeah, yeah, i mean in in the real t- retail industry like um anything like that you're on your feet all day anyway so the last thing you want to be told to do is like go for a row, go for right? a row
0: but but what about people in more sedentary jobs then so obviously like you said they're, they're on their feet other industries people are more active but if you are if you're working in a bog-standard office job where you're sat on your desk for eight hours a day, then how do you re- remedy that?
2: But then I think you have to think that, like, a lot of, like, office jobs, um, you you're, instead of, for example, um, I mean, actually, retail is, uh, and are emotionally and physically taxing, whereas... Um, office jobs might be intellectually chat ta- taxing, and so actually the idea of going for a run when you've just had to you know go through several spreadsheets or like data or whatever is like no I'm 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 already exhausted and now like the only thing that's keeping me going is that my my body is like it, so maybe smaller things like. I don't know. I, I really want to get the, the under desk elliptical, but the idea of bringing that into work, I just feel like I'd be so... But maybe, I don't know, yeah, more things
1: like that.
0: Is it right, though, that people are exhausted at work? Should that be no. should that be a reality we're living but
1: in? Well we live in a capitalist society, so what else? No, <laughs> we should, genuinely... uh, if
0: anyone at home just get a bingo card down every time it uh, <laughs> isn't a podcast, just wait for Vinny to say the word capitalist. But it's
1: we'll so be a rubbish true, bingo though. card if it was just
0: one word. What one of the words? We'll get a, we'll get a yeah, we'll get, down. yeah.
1: But it's so a lot of you know capitalist theory talks about this idea of how us in this society have one niche that yeah. makes us kind of employable, and that that's what we get our value out of. So it's like, why should we have to hunt every day when, you know, we are like, so I'm hunting every day, you're fishing every day and Lily's sewing every day, for example, because you like, you know, that, was, that wasn't meant to be a weird remark, okay? <laughs> I didn't think it was. <laughs> okay. it just made, made me, it weird. Uh, you, you, you gave us two. You gave
0: us two very like um, active jobs: well, hunting, gonna, fishing, I'm and sewing. Definitely <laughs> not
1: going to be. You hunting. stay home and do the stuff But for example,
0: <laughs> very, very patriarchal model there. You count yourself oh. as a man.
1: Anyways, so I'm hunting, you're fishing, Lily's sewing. Yeah. Why can't I hunt, fish a bit and sew a bit? Yeah. Why is my whole value and my like dependency on getting money based on what I have to offer when there's so many other things that we have to offer?
0: But do you know, I think as a society, I think that is, that is exactly true. I think there's been so much emphasis on being... A one-trick pony that essentially defining your career. Do you not think we are moving towards a more generalized world no, where people no, are? I, I think, think we're
2: moving
1: further from that. I
2: don't know. I don't know. I think we're, we're kind of ho- in this horrible midpoint where it's like do really really well in your job, but also have a side hustle and also keep like um, busy. But also, are, are you, you being mindful? Also, how many times do <laughs> you gone to exercise? You know, like also your family? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah yes. like, so many it's, things. It's, it's now like this idea of like, well, how can you make your downtime profitable? Mm. Uh, and that's
0: that's dangerous dangerous. but I think this is about what people ultimately value then because if you are someone and absolutely most people do really enjoy their career and want to invest time and resources to be the best where they want to be but then because we live in a a, a kind of society like you said where you can't because a career or a job is so dominating and takes so much of your time you possibly can't invest in Mm. in your own mental and physical well-being be it relationships with people, be it your own mental and physical state. So do you think that ultimately our society promotes good, healthy habits?
1: Definitely not. And I think the start of the pandemic really showed that, you know, a lot of people had a lot of time, which they don't normally have to reflect on their job. Do I actually enjoy this job or am I just kind of working to pay the bills? And like, I think having that period of rest and, Reflection is so necessary in everything we do and it's not something that people get often. Obviously now, like, three lockdowns in, it's almost like, okay, can it stop? Like, I'm done reflecting, but definitely I think at the start, Also, it's needed. That's quite, like, and um, I hate to be sort of, like, I don't know,
2: it's, it's a bit, that's a bit of, like, a um, sort of middle-class view, like, I had time to reflect, like, whereas, like, other people are, like, I couldn't afford to feed my children. Time so, is like, a privilege. Like, yeah, yeah definitely. Um yeah so obviously yeah, i think to the sort of middle class who were able to now reflect whether their like office job was like satisfying their desires
1: um and then other people it's just like i just have to work more you know you see yeah 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 staff in supermarkets being like harassed at the start of lockdown like the whole loo roll thing you know
2: and i think this uh, this is a thing like i know sort of like Uh, out of, like, friends and, like, relationships and stuff, like, I just sort of, like, drawing to that point is that I've always, um, talked about my friends, like, the idea of, like, how having someone in my relationship who's, like, ambitious and, like, if they don't want to get out of their hometown and, like, we'd always, like, like, you know, like, I'm sure, like, my friends have said, like, about me or, like, I've said about my friends, like, oh, so they're not, like, moving to London, they're not, like, Mm. getting out of hometown, um but why why is that like what if they're like they're happy like i know like i'm sure my brother won't mind me saying like he doesn't want to uh, leave the Isle of white he is so content to do whatever it takes just to like earn a bit of money so that he can spend as much time as possible with um his daughter and um his girlfriend and like so many like is that all you want to do like which is mad like and then on the other side you've got people being like why haven't you got a love life yet? Like, um, why are you working all the time? You actually can't win.
0: I've heard some, I did an internship uh, about a year ago and there was a lady that who talked to me about working in the city and how from, from uh, university, that was all she wanted to do and she got this dream job. And at the age of, at the age of 28, she, she told me that she had come home after doing a, you know, her fourth like all night in a row to a flat and she kind of sat there and processed that you know i haven't seen my family really i haven't been on a date in a couple of years i'm having mcdonald's every night and she was like what am i doing this for mm. And i think we do shepherd people into this saying kind of like you were talking about a little about you know you've got to be ambitious you've got to drive mm. you've got to make the most of yourself you've got to, yeah kill it you know get your bag yeah but actually at what cost and exactly. no one actually talks about what you're giving up for that and until you know but she was lucky you know she managed to get out of that, and then i think she was married and got a kid and has more fulfillment through that but a lot of people by the time it's, it's, a, it's a vicious cycle because you get used to a certain lifestyle you're used to having a certain level of income and then it's just you're trapped in it yeah
1: but why? why is that such an assumption that we have to slave away our 20s before we can start enjoying our 30s why is it like okay these are the years you're gonna have to work hard before you can like reach a level of success or do you think i think it's actually kind of
0: switching now i think most people now would say that in your 20s this is the time to traveling and take time for yourself and work out who you are the career stuff because we're living longer it doesn't really i think
1: it comes at a cost a lot of people say you know get your foot in the door now and Mm. then you can enjoy traveling then you know you can enjoy taking a step back but it's like why we assumed to be go 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 now before we can rest later like why why is there like this putting off what we want in the future and sacrificing the now for the future i think also if you're if you are like
2: the the other side of it is like um again going back to that sort of side hustle business like make money while you sleep like this whole <laughs> like is it like i don't have to i don't work for like i work from home and like i make five thousand pounds a month like just doing this thing on the internet <laughs> yeah literally
1: do you have two streams of income i have seven <laughs> yeah. so,
0: like to be devil's advocate it's definitely something that i've oh yeah because no, for sure for example i really enjoy writing and um obviously money isn't the primary driving force of that but the opportunity to maybe publish a book is not the same as doing a youtube video because you're doing something you
1: genuinely enjoy yeah yeah
2: Yeah. like as in like i've been trying to look into stocks and i i don't care (laughs) i don't care about stocks but i have i like you know sat and like tried to watch stuff and like downloaded all the i don't know Plum's not even a stock thing, a chip and all, yeah. all the apps Don't. are like, I want, I might keep looking for like this
1: app that's just going to do it for me. But like, obviously that's not how it works. And like, it, it's like an expectation because so many other people are like yeah. doing stocks and they're like, well, yeah, it's such an easy way of making money. And it's like, well, you actually, when you sit down and you start learning it, it's not easy at all. Not, no, not to start off with. If for no. sure.
0: But like, I think it's, it's a response to maybe, um, the precarity of how obviously, know during the financial crisis people lost their pensions and all and so i think people have really tried to Mm. get down let's try to actually find ways because i think our parents for example they had you know they have one stream of income because that's their job and that's all they do but that's actually very precarious to be in if you lose that job your livelihood's gone and so Mm. i think people have felt that going through families and things going you know i don't want that to happen to me i want to be able to make money overnight obviously the problem lies in where if you're especially uh, like an influencer and you've got younger people watching and you you say like look this is the way you've got to make money this is a this, this is kind of the lifestyle you to choose where you're constantly hustling you're going to bring that kid up potentially to then see their life and the, the, their future career as that and again start to neglect other important things in their life such as their own personal development which doesn't come into it
2: i think one good thing that we are starting to see is that sort of like the, the younger end, end of millennial and then maybe, like, you sort of older Gen um, oh we we're, we're sort of No, we're <laughs> sort of starting to see that, like, that um, investment again into property. Mm-hmm. I think that older millennials were, like... Very, I mean, obviously, through no thought of their own because they couldn't get onto the um, property ladder. But now people are starting to be realise, like... Particularly in the UK, like, the, one of the only, really, ways to make money is property um and i th- i've seen more and more people like our age like buying houses which and like mad. which it's is crazy. mad but actually
0: it's something
2: we should be doing yeah. like yeah. It, like rather than you know like i whereas like when i've spoken to sort of like older millennials um they've been like oh i'm never gonna buy a property like i'm never gonna be able to i'm never blah, blah, blah. And, like that was never like their goal so like why would i bother and like blah, blah, blah. whereas i think now we're s- hopefully like that would be my, like, you know, before buying a nice car or anything would yeah. be property. Yeah.
0: And I think even, yeah, some of my friends have started to uh, talk. I think Ryan talk, mentioned about that he's starting to look for property. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but no, it's, it's really interesting. I think wealth is one of those things that I think we do have a slightly warped view of it. I think we all, obviously, the traditional way of looking at wealth is monetary. It's, uh, it's having security. But I think so much of... The, the whole point of having passive income, right, presumably, is that it should give you time to then pursue do the things, things that, that you like. want to do. But
1: instead it's making us look for other ways to like get more money and it's it's so money driven
0: it's, be- it's becoming an en- endless pursuit <laughs> yeah. for money
1: even like manifestation manifest-
2: uh, now like all I ever see like um, is-, is like that like ring ring yeah. ring of the money tree like, <laughs> yeah. like, I've got like manifest like I follow other like sort of manifestation playlists on like Spotify and like I live from the ones that are like you know I'm confident and like it's like song, just like normal songs yeah. but half of them are like obviously I'm a money kind of- magnet yeah or Something it's like it's, it's like or like you know uh, a lot of like rap artists like obviously talk about money and it's a bit like ah, oh, <laughs> like oh, like I don't really relate. Like I'm not like driven
1: by that. Like yeah, you know. And I also money bag, money bag. I find it so difficult to believe that some people would listen to those tunes and have 50 pounds sent into their bank account. Like give me the proof. It doesn't make sense.
0: But then think of it this way, right? You We're have a also... random
1: 50. Like if like, what I saw with a lot of TikToks was like, oh, I got my. Um, Monthly wage early, and I'm like, Well, you were expecting that monthly wage, like, please don't but, be. I don't know,
2: there was money, I like genuinely, like, the only one time I was like, Whoa, because I had had there wasn't like a week where I was like, Oh, you know what, like, let, let's just try it for a week, yeah. Um, and then I Genu- I got a refund on something I didn't think I was gonna get my money back for. I, I paid for a referral, a-, a medical referral, and then actually they turned around and went, oh, actually the NHS is gonna pay for this. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. There's like 360 pounds like in my account. Mm. Um, but like realistically, was that just like chance? Like yeah. probably, but I get the whole positive um thing of like, that's the problem it's like people the same with like witch talk as well like people are very much like so I do so this so what's that again? Witch talk Witch talk clearly not well versed enough in all the TikTok realms yeah no, not 70. um shut up uh and like it's like that thing of like if I just say this thing once then it'll happen I get the whole thing with the manifestation thing is like if you keep saying it and then like you then do actions yeah, because of that. Yeah, like and you
1: believe it. That's yeah, kind of the main point.
2: That makes sense. But, like, it's very much become very literal, which makes sense because we're expect. you know, we've sort of been groomed to be, like, I do this one thing and then I get this. Yeah, it's very, like, yeah.
1: instant gratification. Yeah. Kind
2: of and so, like, that's why. It, and it's, it's kind of, like, sad because now it's, like, manifestation is either a joke or it's, like, a fad. But actually, like, it should just be, like, this kind of, like, positive thinking mm. is is kind of what it is. Like, I'm not sure I b- agree with the whole, like, idea of, like, vibrational energy and that kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: Or, like, you know, you see when people write, like, I am worthy of this, like, 5,000 times on a page. Like, I just think.
0: That's ridiculous.
2: Or a certain housemate of oh. ours <laughs> trying to conjure up the um, mm. certain horrible
1: boys <laughs> oh, wait can
2: you bait out who it is you can delete this bit Alice no actually I'm gonna start saying my friend's names so they actually listen so yeah Alice um. why did you shout my <laughs> name <it>? sorry Alice
0: oh <laughs> uh, god um. <laughs> so have you ever tried uh, like a weird fad diet
2: <laughs> which one have <Why> I not <laughs> tried
0: which ones have you tried
2: uh, I mean, like, I I think that's the problem. Like, obviously, I grew up with classic kind of, like... It was, like, sixth form on year 11 where I was, like, guys, I'm on a juice cleanse. And, like, yeah. just meant, like, my fart stunk horrendously. <laughs> uh, keto was, like, the most recent one.
0: Could you explain what keto diet is just for people who don't know? The
2: problem is that's obviously, people are... It, it, I'm, it's... Luckily, it's phasing out now. I think a lot of people now are talking, like, calorie deficit, which actually... Is, is, again, it, I mean, every diet I've had needs to be taken with a pinch of salt. And I think there was one, one TikTok that, I saw that was very much like calorie deficit. doesn't, although like scientifically, like it's, it, it, there is like that. Basically there are different diets that work for different people. Course, um, yeah. And keto is this idea of like high fat, because then you go into ketosis, where you're basically burning fat for energy instead of uh, sugars. Um, so you have no sugars, um, and actually someone at my work uh, is on uh, no sugar. Is really? That, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and she, you know she says it's great, like blah blah blah. I tried it, and the problem is, is that like you really have to, and like a lot of people who are either uh, in remission or you know suffering um, suffering with cancer have cancer yeah. um, because obviously sugar isn't great for you. So obviously if you can cut it out, it's good. However, like. It's just the problem is that like people who, or at least I know I did, like you do keto and you're like, okay, well, I can't have carbohydrates, so I'm going to have twice, uh, two blocks of cheese for my breakfast, um, <laughs> and then 10 eggs, and then um, a bowl of milk for dinner and like it's like the idea is like you eat loads of fat and you just feel awful for the first like two weeks because you're obviously your body is used to having some sugar and you're going from to nothing and i think if you can keep at it like obviously fair play but it's this idea it's like as soon as you eat something with sugar again you completely come out of ketosis Mm
1: -hmm. um and so you just all your progress kind of thing
2: it's not so much you reverse all the process it's that your body will choose to and this is a probably if anyone like would listening probably knows way more about science and stuff, but very simple from my research is that as soon as you have sugar, your body will then go, right, I'm going to burn the sugar instead and stores, goes back to storing the fat. So if you've, um, you know, had a week of like eating fat and then you, you go, oh, I'm just going to have one bit of like pasta. Um, your body goes right I'm going to burn okay we're going back to burning sugar again let's make sure we store all that fat mm. yeah. um and so you're actually just putting on more weight and it takes a lot, quite a while to get your body into ketosis and it actually can be quite dangerous if you're not doing it under like a nutritionist mm. because having too many ketones in your body is not good for you I don't know like and like even like your mum was saying that having no you know like no sugar in your body can be bad for like your eyesight it's of course, like yeah, in, like, there, there, yeah. Are lo- there
0: are a lot of um lot of genetic links and things that do show that Some, of, i mean the basis of these diets uh, have some merit obviously maybe the way they're promoted and how readily they're taken on is obviously a problem mm-hmm. you think that clearly that's an indication that our society isn't as healthy as it should be the fact that so many of these diets are getting the, the traction that they shouldn't be getting because they should be being replaced with just the knowledge and education of Having regular exercise and a very diet.
1: Yeah, but that's mainly due to like the fitness and health industry and how they basically like profits off yeah. us being like, oh, I need to go on a diet. I need to try this new thing. And I remember in um psychology we were doing this um, module. Is it even a module back then? We were just doing like eating behaviour as one of our um, sections, and there was a really interesting bit about the issues of restrictive eating. So for people that would say. I'm gonna cut out sugar, I'm not gonna eat anything sweet. The issue is that it creates this image in your mind where that's the most salient thing at mm. all times. You know, you're thinking, God, I need to avoid that brownie, so I'll have this, this and this, but that brownie is always in your mind. Exactly. So yeah. it's gonna keep you, and it's so much easier to binge because of that, because you're yeah. constantly thinking about it. And there's this, this other thing about um, when people go on diets, obviously you make yourself less hungry, and that's not a natural thing. You know, everyone has like a normal, hunger boundary and they have like a normal satisfaction boundary but but when you artificially say okay i'm feeling hungry but i'm going to suppress that it means that you're so much more like susceptible to um eating and then overeating because you're the boundaries are yeah. like so much i don't know how to describe it they're like further away than they would be normally because obviously your, your hunger is lower um yeah and so it just shows you like how even though these Diets and a lot of like fitness experts will say this is what will help you lose weight or this is what will make you eat better. It's like the psychology of it is just complete it's so counterproductive and it'll probably end up doing more harm than good because then when you do have like an inevitable like spout of binge eating, then you're gonna be even more like disappointed and be like, oh shit, okay, now I need to completely go back Mm -hmm. and like restrict more foods and it's just this ongoing cycle where they're yeah. off like everyone's insecurities.
0: And in terms of the people who are selling four week or eight week diet plan and things, they know that if they make the plan extreme and maybe someone does see some kind of result during this time, once they leave that diet, the results are just going to immediately dissipate because then people will compensate for what they missed out during the time they're on it. It's it's like almost going sent to a boot camp. Obviously, when you're there, you're going to feel like you're healthy, like you're doing the right things. But that is not a sustainable way of, you know, of living your life long term. Yeah. And I mean, you touched on fitness tubers and people who are in the industry. Do you think they are well-intentioned but are maybe misapplying the advice or do you think they they understand that they are exploiting people and the way they are promoting these you know possibly quite dangerous diet fads and um, behaviors and things like that
2: so i mean it's, it's kind of not answering your question but in a random way i have very two brief points to make um firstly like a lot of people at the moment have been um outing weight watchers and slimming world because um, they use this basis of like um that's actually one thing i didn't try because You have to pay for it. Like it's a mad concept. Do you know like what Slimming World and like Weight Watchers? They're like sort of not really. Actually, so the whole concept is is like you meet every week for a weigh-in. You talk about what you've like like done, and you or you can do it like kind of like online. And you, you, it's like this idea is like you're part of a community. And uh, in terms of like the diet, it's like certain food values have like um different like sins i think it's called in I don't, oh really yeah, i have no yeah, idea oh. about this so it's like different things like oh you're allowed like eight sins a week or like this kind of thing like um and people have been talking about it and it's like you can have like bowls and bowls and bowls of pasta but if my god if you have half an avocado you've ruined it like you've ruined like and it's like mm. this like they it's like shame culture yeah like. and um and people being like oh uh, and like people sort of like did this whole thing of like well actually i did a week of eating like all the things i shouldn't have eaten like avocados and healthy fats and this and that and i didn't have three bowls of pasta because you know that's got no sins in and actually i lose weight and like yeah, it's become like that joke but then on the other side like i've seen quite a lot and i don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing i probably need to like research into a bit more is this um Maybe it's a diet pad. Maybe it's lifestyle. It's intuitive eating. Mm.
0: What is
1: that? I see a lot of that, actually, on TikTok. Yeah. Could you it's just like explain? eating when you feel hungry, not necessarily, like, counting calories or, oh, like... Yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's, I, I think it's meant to be, like, a little bit more,
2: like... I don't know. That it, it's Some people, I, I guess, is, like, taking the mick out of it was trying to, like, kind of, like, summarize it in a minute. It seems very, like... It's very much, like, listening to your body and being, like, is that what... Not just, like, if I'm hungry, but actually is that what I want to eat? Like, I'm not going to eat, like this food because like it's here in front of me um or it's in the fridge i'm gonna go what is my body craving yeah. and like go f- go for that i think i need to do like a bit more research but i don't know like it make that seems to make sense mm.
0: from the weight watcher stuff i think the idea of a community is really good because i think that adds a level of um relatability to other people who are maybe struggling with similar things that you do it also gives I you a sense know. of accountability I maybe think it's as well. a
1: huge amount of pressure yeah, to be in a community of people and you know everyone's progress is going to be different so one person might be really good and eat no sin food or whatever it is like yeah, and uh, that's yeah. going to put pressure on you to be like oh god i'm not you know doing as well as my cohort or my community for example i think it's more harmful than it would be good and they it gives me like um uh mlm and like a- pyramid. pyramid oh um, no oh <laughs> it just gives me like aa vibes where everyone's like in a circle but like, AA is hey, good this is what i'm it is good but it's like should you be to- like talking about your weight and, and your food in, in, the in same a diagnostic way? Like, like kind of but yeah. Yeah. do you not do you not
0: see how potentially let's say you are someone who f- is struggling with your weight and you might not feel like other people understand what you're going through surely you feel i mean clearly the Weight Watchers system it's yeah. completely wrong and it, it counterintuitive but do you not think that having or being part of a community where you can discuss some of the feelings that you have that maybe the people that in your life don't relate to because they're not going through a similar thing I mean like you said AA is that's what it's good for because you're <coughs> connecting with people who understand both the mental and maybe the physiological things you're going through
2: but the big difference with AA is that either it's compulsory or it's like it's like a charity base it's not like at least i don't think in this country it's not this profit making scheme whereas the problem with anything like weight watchers or slimming world is that they start to like go into that yeah like uh, mlm pyramid scheme you you go from having in this community of people who trust to actually it's your friends trying to make money off you like yeah. oh like actually if you just buy it oh, or was the big i i bought it um and i yeah embarrassed to say i was 15 um uh, what was the ones they were like the the juice or something they're like milkshakes and like it's like buy this package and then like i lost this much weight babe and then like that kind of <laughs> like shape
1: like, like, like oh my milkshakes. god yeah was it like a catchy name like yeah it was, like, I feel like J- Juice,
2: and like they would obviously just rubbish
1: um, mm-hmm. but I think that's the wider problem with all these like fad diets and also these like influencers being like try my six day plan I got abs in six days mm-hmm. it's like well it might have worked for you but a huge part of it which we're not really that educated on is genetics you know depending on our genetics is how we like how body fat is like composed in our bodies how easy it is to lose weight to gain weight and that's not ever discussed it's like it worked for me, so therefore it will work for you. And maybe it's us being in our like consumerist society where we're so quick to like jump on something and be like, yeah, yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah, I'll try that out. And it's, you actually have to test out whether it's actually feasible for you at this point. Cause otherwise you just end up disappointed. Like I did this for six days and I didn't get abs. So what's wrong with me as opposed to, well, that would never work for your body anyway.
0: And you know how now there are starting to be clamps on how advertising is done on social media. When it comes to maybe selling products and that kind of stuff, surely you think that in terms of people who are promoting fitness, they should also be held to a certain level of accountability for the way they are. You know, they are exploiting people. They again, it's kind of how everything in terms of advertising works. You look at something that people are insecure about. You know, I I noticed the other day as well that the vast majority of beer adverts, it's groups of crowds of people, and it's like um, it's showing a social scene. So. It's not the beer that you're craving. It's, oh, you associate drinking with, oh, I'm with friends, I'm out. And people are, that's what the relationship with alcohol is for most people. It's a social thing rather than.
2: Oh yeah, because you're not going to buy it if you see someone like at home by themselves. but
0: But in the same way, we see people on social media in terms of in the fitness world who are even showing pictures of clients, like, oh, look, I made this guy, like, yeah. look like this in six weeks, that could be you, yeah. despite the fact that, like you said, everyone is in a different position and needs more tailored advice than just simply, why don't you do, you know, 10 home workouts mm. and eat, you know, eat a blueberry pancake and you'll be fine.
1: But then, like your whole alcohol and social scene, fitness, I think, is now less about fitness and more about body image. Of course. And that's the issue, as well as, well as like, influences that preach a lot about body positivity and if you're showing you know you know pictures of you at certain angles that makes your body look a certain way it's just kind of like self-defeating in a way
2: i think it's mad though if you think like we have like very much ingrained at least in like uk and probably like in america's well, it's like this idea of like you go to the dentist twice a year right like that's like yeah, a norm. yeah, yeah, yeah. but why do we not have that like go to a nutritionist twice a yeah. year or like it's difficult because you don't want to be like put this to gps to start like do it because like gps are overworked but why are we not like or on the other side why are we allowing influencers who haven't got you know um training in either diet dietitians or whatever um to like promote like if we had someone like being like have this uh, take this pill it will cure cancer they would get prosecuted mm. but like mm-hmm. Given how much we understand eating and diets control our health and yet we don't limit them or we don't provide kind of like access to them readily, it's, it's bizarre.
0: That's a really good point actually.
2: Thinking about how much money the NHS would like eventually, obviously the, that's the problem is, is that no one wants to invest in, in dietitians. Long term solutions. Yeah, in long term yeah. solutions. Um, because it's not profitable for any single government. But actually, yeah, if we were told once a year you're going to a dietitian, you're getting weighed in, you're like this and you're that, you know, actually we'll put you on a diet plan that will suit you, that will suit you. Yeah. All of the, one, all of the businesses that like we sell diet plans would like be like, Sh- shit, we need to be either yeah. better or more ac- accessible and yeah, and be at least as good as a NHS yeah. supported dietitian. You would no, hope there's more sure. impetus,
0: wouldn't you? Because yeah you know we have a mental health crisis and now we are starting to have consolidated charities like Mind and Samaritans actually helping out and well, it's not having that. Concrete we've got like things. we've
2: got right to choose now in mm. the uk like and it's like actually you've got a right to like go to a private that's i guess that's the problem is this is the idea of like the only way we could do that is privatization of the nhs which, is a bit which in touching. itself is
1: yeah mm. uh but i mean it would solve the whole problem when it comes to mental health and like um dieting in general like there's such a huge link between you know issues of mental health and you know failures of dieting or people going like one of two ways so it's like if people did have that access to proper nutritional information maybe we'd bypass all of the issues that kind of come with that so like
2: i know for example like um either speaking to friends or you know where uh, is that now like they're sort of starting to recognize things like adhd and autism um Uh, And even by Proto, like, there's, like, a massive connection to um, binge eating. And so, like, part of their starting to kind of, like, say, well, actually, sort of Adderall and, like, um, Viennese and that kind of thing is really good, so um, preventative. So if we can kind of, like, do it, like, from mental health to eating, why do we not do it as a preventative measure to, like, get to that point? I'm not saying, like you start overeating and then you get ADHD but like you certainly can start overeating and then get depression or anxiety yeah, yeah, yeah. and even
1: like you know obesity and anorexia like on both sides are both classed as a form of psychological like it is a psychological issue mm. so if people looked at that more than just kind of assuming okay you're this weight because you have a job that makes you sedentary or you don't exercise and like start looking at other factors that might be contributing to that I think that would be more helpful overall
2: and also like going I guess circling back to the, the point the problem with diet pads is that they are in themselves like inducive of eating disorders not eating yeah. restricting yourself and like constantly thinking about food mm. only eating certain types of food having this minutia of control and these fits foods being sins and these gonna like by eating you know this carbohydrate you're, that's that's an eating disorder like that yeah. obsession is an eating disorder, and I think that's particularly like, again, I know actually, I think now it is more like a mixture of um, females and males and uh, everything in between. Um, but, like, particularly for females, it's like that that culture is it's is, is an eating disorder but it's okay because it's profitable mm. if an eating disorder is profitable then why do we need to worry about it
1: yeah and i think i don't know whether it's the same for everyone but i always just associated eating disorders as something very extreme whereas it can actually take so many In different forms. forms it can start at calorie counting and mm. you know end at binging it, that's yeah. it's a gateway a huge, for then that kind yeah. of behavior to yeah. become but really we, consolidated yeah, but we i feel like we i don't know if, whether it's just me or like we as a society kind of view it as kind of like the end point when there's so many steps that kind of lead up to it. But I think also particularly for people who like are
2: like bigger and then go swith, perhaps either to a smaller weight like or a more average size weight uh, if they do that very very suddenly that's almost indicative of an eating disorder like suddenly yeah. losing weight by suddenly restricting mm. so, like doing those like because it's not like they're gonna to get to that weight and then go cool i can eat normally now yeah. like that's going to be a thing that because what happens if when you suddenly lose that weight you're, everyone's going go, wow you look so good yeah, like you look amazing you're
0: that
2: and so you're like okay i now have to live like this like for, like so it's
0: i think people also have that obsession the other way i think once um obviously fitness is a tonic in terms of exercising making you feel good in the same way that coffee wakes you up um you have people who get into exercising and because in that initial period of time you do see results, it results very yeah. quickly at, at a quicker rate than you've exercised for a longer period of time people say oh mate you're actually looking really good and then mm. you start thinking wow this is the way that i'm feeling this is the way i'm going to get validation mm. and so they you know while some people also struggle with food and, and that can be their addiction, I think exercise can also be taken to that extreme. Yeah,
1: I think it, like, really depends on what you're using exercise, exercise for. for. It, and it yeah. comes back to the whole thing of, like, everything in moderation. The same with eating, the same with working out. It's like, well, why why am I doing this? What is, like, triggering me to want to exercise or want to eat or, mm. you know, it's that kind of thing. I think, like, I don't know if, like personally for
2: me the moment like that i went from i'm exercising so that i look skinnier so that then more people like me to now is like i'm exercising because i'm getting out of breath and like i want to live longer is like oh okay that's like that's how i now know i'm in a healthier
1: state of mind
0: is that quite a relatable point to
1: yeah and for me you know i I don't know whether it's just been my natural build i've never felt the need to like exercise to lose weight and then it came to like lockdown and then i was like oh god i'm like not doing anything i'm not drinking uh, so many calories i mean i don't know whether it's drinking calories but i felt like at Mm -hmm. uni because i was drinking so much and also throwing up quite a lot (laughs) because of the alcohol i just lost so much weight and then combined with like being hungover and not eating it was just like yeah true so much weight gone and then lockdown i put on so much weight kind of to counter that you know, I, I feel like I've come to a point now where I'm like, I just want to test how strong my body can be, and yeah. how and fitness in general shouldn't ever be something about like how you look, but it's more so like, yeah, what you can do with that fitness. That's what health yeah. is. Health yeah.
0: isn't a, a shape or a physique or anything. Yeah. It's it's how your body functions. It's how it's it's efficient and it's and it looks after you, isn't yeah. it? Yeah.
2: And it's why I like I think struggle with like where there's like workouts that are like build those like you know booty like blah 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 like because like it's like well when i'm 80 i'm not gonna be like thank god i built my booty because <laughs> yeah. like that i'm like no like why do i not do like more cardio so that i can like yeah. walk up this? yeah like that's what i want to live longer yeah that's that is my aim and i don't like obviously the, there are still parts of me that are always gonna be like oh well, you know like looking in the mirror like blah, blah, blah. but when i'm like you know in my 40s like you're not going to care I'm not going no. I'm just going to want to make sure I can keep up with like you know exactly. everyone around me kind of Yeah. Thing. or
1: like if someone
0: mugs forties <laughs>
1: then you can like run back and get your bag back yeah <laughs>
0: and fight them off um. yeah.
1: but also I think it's important to notice that it is a fad and the trends of like what is the like ideal body shape now changes so of often course, you know yeah, like 10 15 years ago having a big bum would be like oh god like yeah like hide that like no yeah. one wants to see that and now it's become like such a big thing so it's just like being aware of yeah you could make your ideal body now but is that actually the ideal body that you want yeah or is what you're seeing everywhere else that you're like
0: that's I feel really what bad i, I feel have. really bad for women because i think yeah you for, should no but I mean no, specifically, don't pity yeah. us we don't want to pity I mean specifically in terms of body image I think what I was talking about in terms of boys was that in, ter- in terms of boys who are fatter they are actually starting to become more like a dad bod is becoming more acceptable so in terms of the range of how a, a boy's body could be there's really much less judgement compared to what girls are judged but then having said that I used to I guess to tr- get triggered because I was, I was, I've told Lily, like, I was um, on a night out in Exeter and I was wearing, I was at social, so I was wearing, like, a, a top that essentially was a tank top. And a girl in, I was in a club and a girl, she grabbed my arm and was like, oh, big mate. But like, obviously that's, being, like, obviously. That's rude. Like, that's, and, yeah. And at the time I was a bit, loud. I was a bit like, okay, well, whatever. Then I went back home and I was like, that's actually really unacceptable. Yeah, like, if bad. I like, I would, obviously I never would, but I wouldn't just, like, go to a girl in a club and be like. Like but you You're already really yeah, fat. But
1: some people would be like, "Yeah, but that's Big not nose. right."
0: No, but that's not right. That's that I is said. not right. Like
2: that, right. unfortunately, and like I'm not trying to like excuse the girl for anything. But what that is is in itself is insecurity, it's insecurity oh, or internalized patriarchy. Is this idea of like. Um, a girl needs a guy to be big to feel small to feel wanted. Like there's that whole. No, thing.
0: I I, I understand that, but for that in in that moment the yes, girl was in wrong. that
2: moment she was right. Whether
0: yes. I, I, I'm not doubting that she would have obviously internalized some elements of what was expected of women. Yeah. But in that moment she had, she didn't have to do it. Oh no, no, no. like
2: that's never. <laughs> yeah. I so, okay. It was
1: probably. I just think anyone that's like so willing to go and like yeah. pick on someone else, like that is a deep level of insecurity. You need to sort out. You know, you mm. need to work on that because no one, you know. Especially from a random person, not even like a friend. Yeah, honestly, that's
0: like I was. Joking with you, mate, you've uh, lost some games. And know? again, this is because obviously I'm I'm not someone who. or part of a agenda that has to deal with like body positive or body consciousness in the same way. So that really threw me off guard. And because. like I, mean, I remember like the reaction of some of my mates who a bit like. like they kind of laughed. Obviously, probably just thinking it was a bit of a joke. But again, it just really baffled me that that would happen. Mm. Um, so in terms of like the body positivity movement do you think women are finding it more uh or finding it easier to ha- actually have discussions about if they're feeling body conscious and stuff
1: yeah i definitely think we're kind of moving in the right direction especially with like influencers and celebrities kind of being more open and honest when they're using filters or when they've edited pictures i think that's really important because for a lot of people especially young women you are bombarded on every single Mm. platform on every single form of media of pictures of these airbrushed women Mm. um looking perfect at all times and it's just like i don't know it it can be really kind of like i don't want to say demoralizing but it can just really affect you and thinking that okay all of these women look like this not 24 7 obviously Mm. but i think that's the idea that we kind of perpetuate and then like kind of comparing that with ourselves and being like, well, maybe I shouldn't be looking like a supermodel at 16 when that's not possible.
0: I think you're right. I think in terms of bombardment, I think it's probably worse. I mean, when you're younger, obviously you would have been aware of the media around you. Maybe it would have been more TV shows you were watching rather than obviously social media. But it is every day that people are constantly being told, like, this is what you look like. And Mm. I think especially because girls at a younger age are obviously looking at trends of people slightly older than them. Then you have people who, from all a huge range of ages, trying to aspire to this level of beauty and, and what they think is um, fitness and stuff. So. You're gonna be at any age from a younger, whether you feel the pressure at fifteen or seventeen or twenty-one or twenty-five, hit it's, you ne- at it's, some it's point, never gonna leave yeah, yeah. been
2: Far, far yeah. earlier than fifteen. But yeah,
0: that's just, yeah, yeah, exactly. But my point was, yeah, from a, yeah, probably way earlier. People on TikTok are like thirty. Even on
2: like Disney Channel, Disney Channel, like, like you're getting yeah. you're getting either teenagers to play children or, or like young adults to play teenagers, like
0: Yeah, I remember Jackson, um, of Hannah Montana, was like who is supposed to be Hannah's brother, was like, like he was actually thirty. Yeah.
1: I did see a really interesting video of Sam from iCarly. Yeah. She was in an interview recently. Yeah, Yeah, and she said, obviously, she was cast to play Sam, who was really, like, rebellious and really, like, confident and loud. And she said, at the time that I was filming, I was none of those things. So I had to deal with people coming up to me in the street and being like, oh, hey, Sam, and then her having to, like, Mm. play that persona, even though for her, she was really, like, shy, reserved. And so I'm guessing, you know, from that, it's equally as damaging if you're the person showing that image and you're the person receiving it so there's no win-win and I think in general women have to deal with body image and this kind of idea that we should look a certain way way more than men do and that's not to you know say that men don't ever experience those things but I think as a woman and it's really bad but your a lot of your value is based on how you look even in the Mm. workplace like you being presentable and we talked about different hairstyles the other day and like what would be professional and what wouldn't be Mm -hmm. professional and that's not necessarily the same amount like there's the weight is not the same for men to feel that but i was just thinking about um what's the name jeanette McCurdy, and like the
2: actually in terms of the fact like she was portrayed as like this like um sort of tomboy like Yeah, yeah like character but she had beautiful hair, she always had full face, obviously they all had full mm. face of makeup on, and, like, this is the thing, it's like, oh yeah, girls can be, like, Tom Wizard. as long as you look pretty, you can, like, you- but, like, if a girl who's either average or, like, I don't want to say less than, I don't know, who's not stereotypically pretty, it, it has those c- confident and, like, thing and, like, it- it'd be like, god, she's, like, Annoying. like yeah, it's like, like why is she confident? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like an actual, as if, like
0: you haven't got a right to be. Yeah,
2: I mean the whole so bad. whole phrase tomboy in itself is like Pick weird me. one. Yeah. Well, no, it's just like it's like, oh, you're a girl acting like a boy because you like to talk
0: loud, wear and, jumpers, and, yeah. and, and
1: you're yeah. like cool and like collected. And, yeah, like. and you like
0: skateboards and yeah. Tony Hawk.
2: Oh, it's like, so it's, bad. Yeah. So not so really know where to
1: start, like fixing it
0: so just as a final note to leave people with um, I was going to say one quick
1: one I'd say in terms of you know this whole like social media body image thing I think what's become worse is obviously when you're in a lockdown and like you know social media usage has gone like skyrocketed since and then you have things like TikTok emerging and a lot of you know there's big kind of fashion pages on TikTok and there's also lots of like eating pages and I know a lot of people now will put like a trigger warning before they eat anything on tiktok just because it can have like you know a negative Hmm. effect on some people and it just shows like our obsession with image and health and everything is just made so much worse with in the pandemic and having so much time on social media obviously you know there's the flip side of it people are like more active with home workouts and maybe investing in like home gyms and things like that so it's positive in one sense but then for people that can't facilitate that, and are still obsessing over their body image. It can be even more harmful. I
2: was just like on a slightly random. I like, think of all the trends when, like, I say younger, but probably still now. Like, I used to get like worried if I sat on a couch that I didn't have cushions because I would always like sit with a cushion like that because then I could like be like, oh, okay, yeah, I can sit breathe on out. Your lap. Yeah, yeah, I can breathe out now because like my stomach's covered, and like mm. that's so, so mad that, yeah. because like everybody has stomach rolls. Uh, and also, no one's looking at your stomach. Like no one's having a conversation and being like, um, like. But I still, like this, I it still is like. Mm. And I think that's probably like a really common thing. Is like, it's not just like the um, the sort of big big things and the overall like you know this could lead to depression it's like the little tiny acts of having to constantly think about like that or like you know swimsuits or like that
1: mm-hmm. kind of thing can be like draining
0: and the fact that it's so easily conditioned and now like you're looking back and going why do i do this
1: yeah even i remember like before like parties or motives when we were a bit younger obviously you know alcohol somewhat makes you blow so some people would be like oh i'm just not yeah because yeah, then you know, I, oh, I want to yeah. like, get in my outfit, and also I'm going to be drinking, so that's going to make it worse. And it's just like,
2: I I got like so blackout drunk when I was younger, because and like. Um, Olivia uh, and like ha- had so many friends have to like. I always used to have to go home because I was like, Well, I don't want to eat because, like, yeah, I'm gonna, I want to fit into something, but I, I so, or I'm like, or I'd be like, Okay, I'll just drink vodka. Like, mm. I don't, I can't drink fizzy, anything fizzy because that will make me have a stomach. So, I'll just drink vodka and then like get blackout drunk.
1: Oh, God. You lie uh, on the street somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, I was thinking that about like, you know, wedding dress fittings and stuff like that, and how there's so many like progress checkers on like your weight to make sure you still fit in your wedding it's dress. Mad, like, that's awful. You basically have to starve yourself or like keep such a close eye on your weight just for one day and then, you know, yeah. it kind of takes the whereas, fun out uh, of what Whereas you want to be I wearing... can just
0: jump in a suit and it'll be fine, really. Yeah. Um, God, yeah. So, for anyone who might be feeling that. You know they are actually body conscious based on some of the even the subtle cues that we talked about or someone who wants to feel healthy what is one takeaway you'd leave
1: i mean i don't know whether you guys have heard of the term body neutrality but it's been like thrown around quite a lot where it's this idea of not viewing your body as anything good or bad but just it's a body yeah you know it serves a function it helps me move it helps me get around like i need it to sleep and so you just kind of view your body as a vehicle that you need to feed, you need to hydrate, you need to work out, and not necessarily being like, Oh, I'm happy with my body or I'm unhappy with it. Which I think it's it's quite a, mm. I
0: don't know,
1: is it Gen Z? I really
0: like what, it are though. You Gen Z, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. I think you, you're i are both, both Gen, think Gen. I oh, It's quite, a, probably quite, or Gen Z, Gen, Gen, Gen,
2: Z, Gen Z, what's it called? Zillennial. I don't know, I think it's probably still something that I'm like probably like it's still in like I, it's, it, unfortunately I think for a lot of women it, like it's a thing that comes with age and that like realising that your friends will still love you if you don't fit into it oh, I'm so glad skinny jeans are out like yeah. actually top like, shop that's why top shop <laughs> yeah boss, the, yeah, the like, only jeans yeah. I'm <laughs> no but like I don't know yeah I, I think that thing of like people are still gonna like you if you don't look a certain way um I don't know I guess it's still probably something that I do think about but I think yeah for me has been that thing of like I really like I think now looking at sort of parents growing old and you know life and death and that kind of thing is that like I, I want to live long and mm-hmm. so I'm exercising and eating well so that I live long rather than
1: my yeah to look, yeah, a, certain way, to look yeah. a certain way I think also you know not to end it on like a Marxist I hate the Patreon <laughs> uh That's one strike for those bingo players (laughs) of yours. um (laughs) I would say, you know, consider whether the reason you want to lose weight or gain weight or do whatever is because you genuinely want to do it or whether that's something that you've been kind of conditioned to think. Mm -hmm. And also on social media, you know, you see so many more influencers coming out being like, I don't even look like those pictures, you know, who's she? Because I'm not that. So just be aware of like all the images that you're consuming are probably filtered, edited, um, face-tuned.
0: Just live in the real world. Like do what is, We all know that bodies come in a variety of different shapes, sizes, they respond to different things differently. Some might need more exercise, some might need a more heightened diet. Just do. Just live in the real world and make sure that you're looking after yourself in the best way that you can. Anything more in this strive for perfection, is pointless Like, we, like you said mm. Lil Like when you get to 40 It doesn't matter mm. People will be the, the younger kids will be fixating On that kind of stuff So just be healthy Live long Enjoy yourself I think stuff.
2: Sorry one last thing It's like one thing I used to be so obsessed about Was this idea of like being A size 10 And like So I always buy size 10 clothes And get so upset They didn't Like if they didn't fit um, And like because I was like Oh well if I'm not a size 10 like, Now I'm like You know I fluctuate Depending on the shop yeah, um, that's, that's Massively And I'm, I'm like Actually, it's okay to buy clothes a little bit bigger or a little bit smaller, and then they they, they fit you, and, and you look better in clothes that fit you. Yeah. Uh, don't yeah, don't just like say I'm this size, and then if I don't fit that, then yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's so true. Sizes are literally such a social concept. Yeah. No two shops have the same size, so like, what even is a size
0: eight, ten? Yeah. What 12. kind of indicator what is, is it? that if it's so vary between different yeah, places? Yeah.
1: yeah. Even like I will buy two pairs of jeans from the same brand. And they will fit differently, or they'll be, you know, they say the same size, but yeah, they don't fit. So I'm just like, which makes Where is the consistency, please?
2: Because I guess it's, it's individual, sh- like sewing them.
1: You know, like yeah. obviously
2: there's going to be like differences. Um, but yeah, I was, I'd always be like, buy size ten, not fit in it, and be like, right, I can't buy that dress now. Rather than just like sizing up and actually looking way slimmer mm. or way, you know, way better. That just like, and only because of the number was different on the label obviously and more material but yeah what about you from a sort of male perspective
0: i think there's definitely been pressure from when i was younger in terms of um being someone who is in shape i think um, whereas there are maybe certain elements of a woman's body that are seen as oh that's a sign of health and whatever i think obviously muscle six-pack um athleticism i think in general is something that's really put on a pedestal I think the one thing i've realized is just, just listen to your body like you i think you know um, if in terms of like you're saying about being out of breath or you're just not moving the right way you just don't feel smooth mm. i think or in terms of your diet you know that oh, you, i think you can listen to your body and go i could do better in terms of looking after you and it's easy obviously to just say don't be influenced by these by social media by by, by images you're seeing but just be reassured that a lot of these people who are doing this either are the kind of people like fitness influencers who are looking to exploit a gap in the market and people's insecurities who so they have a vested interest and maybe more you know quote-unquote regular people are doing it because they are insecure and they are looking for that validation and as long as you make sure that you've got support around you you've got friends that love you and care for you about no matter what you look like um, I think we obviously, we've all, as into, in terms of my group of boys, we've got to a stage where it doesn't really matter. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure definitely when we were younger, there were, you know, jokes made of someone putting a bit of weight and that kind of stuff. But, cheese
1: ball. Yeah,
0: exactly. So <laughs> that would have happened. And I think now we realise that actually it doesn't matter um, yeah. really what people look like. But it's still something that people massively struggle with. Um, I don't think we're out of the woods yet.